You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to The Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about how a referral strategy can grow your business. And I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Virginia Mooskies. Let me tell you all about her. She is the referral diva, owner and chief connection officer at Master Connectors, Inc. And she helps business owners with word of mouth marketing plans so they can attract more ideal clients. She is also the executive director of two BNI franchises at Business Network International, and she coaches over 1,400 entrepreneurs on building their businesses using referral networking. She is passionate about inspiring people to embrace a bold new way of doing business with referral marketing so they experience even more success. And she also hosts the Passion Plus Purpose Equals Impact podcast. Welcome, Virginia. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? You know what, Nancy? That was perfect. And you pronounced my crazy name right. So that was awesome, too. And yeah, I'm just so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me to speak with you and share some stuff with your listeners. Super excited. And it was such an easy last name because we, in Denver, we have moose and we ski. So it was perfect. Moose skis. Perfect. Moose skis. There you go. Yep. To get everyone on the same page, in your opinion, can you explain the difference between networking and referral marketing? Yes. Well, I think that networking, in my mind, is what I call Elmer Fudd marketing. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's a, it's a very well-known tactic. It sounds a little like this. Shh, be very quiet. I'm hunting clients. And most people go networking to hunt down clients. They're hunting. They are handing out their business cards. They're talking about everything that they do, all the products and services that they provide. And they are hoping that if there's a room of 100 people, they can trip over the one or two people who will find it serendipitous that they ran into them that day because they were in dire need of whatever they happen to be selling. And referral marketing is a form of marketing. It is the strategic building of relationships for the purpose of creating communities that share wisdom, expertise, resources, and connections in order to accelerate success. Oh, that's awesome. I liked that you actually had very good statistics because I always say only about two or 3% of a room, so if there's 100 people, two or three people are actually looking for what you have. And you're right if you bump into them, but the other 98% know somebody who's looking for what you have. Do you agree with that? I do. And I have a little, if you like statistics, I have a little more information. And I know you're all about productivity and you're all about leverage and getting more out of what you're already doing, right? Squeeze a little more juice out of the lemon. So of the 98 people in the room that tell you no, they're not interested, guess what? 67 of them, 67 of them actually 
will need your product or service at some point. They're either unaware that they have the problem that you solve. So the example I give is, is your roof leaking? Most people would say no. And I would say, are you sure? And most people say, well, no. I said, well, how would you know if your roof were leaking? Well, I'd see like water stains or I'd see evidence. And I said, didn't your roof leak before you saw the evidence? Well, yeah. So your roof could be leaking. You just don't know. So there's some people that they don't know what they don't know. So they don't know that they need you. There's a whole other group of people that are in denial. My dad was in denial. We kept telling him, dad, you're going to have a heart attack. You're going to have a heart attack. You're going to have a heart attack. He kept saying, God doesn't want me and the devil's afraid for his job. So that can't possibly happen. <laughs> but, you know, he was in denial until he had the heart attack. But we've been telling him, you're going to have a heart attack. You need to lose weight. You need to eat better. You need to exercise. You're going to have a heart attack. But he was in total denial. And then there are a whole bunch of people who are procrastinating. Uh, but a few years back, friend of mine looked at my tires and said, you need new tires. And I said, yeah, I know. I'll get around to it. It's 800 bucks. I don't really want to spend that money. I got to lose my car for the day, blah, blah, blah. I had a hundred reasons why I wouldn't change the tires on the car um, until it was an icy day and I was driving down the highway and my car did a 360, 360, 360, 360. And I almost like crashed my car into a cement median strip. And then I drove my car straight to the dealership and got tires because my yeah. procrastination had turned into an urgent need. And the two or three people that you meet that say, oh yes, I'd love to talk to you, they're, they're in a state of urgency, which means they want it faster than humanly possible and cheaper than you could ever offer it. It's the worst time to find people. So the key is to get in touch with those 67% of people that are in denial, procrastinating, or unaware that they actually have the need and that's where referral marketing comes in because you can't approach those people. They already told you no, but a trusted advisor can point out to them that they need to have a conversation with an expert. Oh, that's awesome. And you also say we should never talk about ourselves at networking. What does that mean? And what should we do instead? Well, most people think that if they're witty uh, and tell good stories, that they're interesting. And the truth is the most interesting people are interested in others. So my general conversation, I, I teach something called a funneling conversation. And at the front of the funnel, if I were going to meet with you, Nancy, I would ask you, what's your business? Uh, how do you help people? Tell me who's a great client. Tell me about your best client. And then I would ask you what you're excited or passionate about creating in your business and in your life right now. And then I might ask you what the obstacles are to that. I might ask you what you've tried and what's working. What are some of the things that are really working to get you towards your goal? What are some of the things that you're struggling with and what kind of support are you looking for? And as we're having that conversation, I'm asking you those great questions and you're telling me all about your business. When I get a good sense of who you are, what you're up to in the world and what's tripping you up, I have a great opportunity to either say, hey, I help a lot of people with that. I'd, I'd love to have a conversation and see if I can support and serve you. Or I might say, gosh, Nancy, you know who does that? My friend, my friend Jim does that. He works with people all the day. In fact, let me tell you a story about a, a time that Jim helped somebody just like you. And I'm going to find a referral for someone in my network. Remembering that you are part of the 67% most of the time. So I have a 67% chance of referring you to a friend or a colleague or a referral partner, and I have a 3% chance that you're my client. 
So I'm going to go and be interested in learning about you and finding out how can I support and serve you and who in my network can I find an opportunity or create an opportunity for because they're going to go out and talk about me to the 67% of people that they run into. They're going to get to those, those unaware in denial, procrastinating people in a way that I never can because the minute I start saying, I can help you, I can help you, and you're not ready, I just become sort of a sleazy used car salesman, as it were, although I hate that used car salesmen have a bad rep. So just saying, I have a lot of, I've got a lot of pre-owned sales professionals in my network who are lovely people. So we're just talking about the stereotype. <laughs> That's awesome. In my experience, I found that most people just don't know how to ask for a referral. It's too vague. And even if they ask for referrals, it's very weak. It's like, um, yeah, like maybe if you happen to run into somebody who wants my widget, can you send them my way? Do you have a better system than that? Yes. Jeffrey Gitmer, who's the guy who wrote Sales Dogs, um, he has a podcast called Sell or Die. I don't know if you know who he is. Um, but he says that referrals are for the earning, not for the asking, and I agree. I think that when you are the kind of person that is out in the world helping enough other people get what they want, the universe will return the favor. I very rarely initiate I need a referral Typically, people say, wow, how can I help you? Who do you need to know? And that's when I can, that's when I can ask because someone has already expressed the disposition to help me. I like that because people always, I know I'm, I used to be in BNI, so I know you mm -hmm. give first and then you, you know, it comes back to you. Yep. I love when people all of a sudden realize that I've been asking them all these great questions and giving them referrals and all of a sudden they realize, I better return that question. So that is a perfect time to tee that up. I like that. You say if we can have a conversation over a cup of coffee, we can grow our businesses by referral. What do we do with over that cup of coffee? Well, the first thing is to get to know one another as people because people do business with people. And this is all about building intimacy and influence in order to have an impact. So intimacy comes from being real, being authentic, being vulnerable, being personable. So I recommend for people to start with who are you? What are you up to in the world? What are your struggles? I want to know about your kids. I want to know about your marriage. I want to know about your hobbies. So I want to know about your interests. And B and I, we do this thing called a gains profile uh, where we discuss goals and accomplishments, interests, network, and skills. And one of the things that's funny is BNI members will be like, here are my goals, here are my accomplishments, these are my interests, these are my networks, these are my skills. And I think like, no, start with the interests, right? Let's talk about what are you interested in? Maybe talk about your skills. What do you like to do? What kind of, what, what are you proud of? What are you most proud of? in terms of your abilities. And then we can maybe talk about what are you proud of having accomplished? So you don't have to do it in that order. But I think getting to know people as people first. The next step is to be really, really clear about your marketing message. I think one of the biggest challenges and one of the biggest mistakes is shotgun marketing, marketing to everybody and anybody as if they might be a client. It's guaranteed to get you no one as a client. So the more specific you can be, the easier it is for me to find it. And if you want me to tell you a little story about that to illustrate it, I can. Sure. We love stories. Okay. 
a few years back, I was teaching a seminar and I asked the people on the first day to go home and just take a snapshot of a car, take a picture with your phone of a car and bring me that back as part of an exercise the next day. There were 30 people in the class and the next day, only two people had brought back a picture of a car. I asked the people in the room, why didn't you bring back a car? They said, well, you didn't give me any specifics. I said, sure. It just had to have four wheels and a steering wheel. And they went, oh, that's every car. And I, so I, we started talking about, well, it was super easy. All you had to do was walk out of the workshop and take a picture of your own car. <laughs> and you would have accomplished the task. And they said, well, we weren't really sure what you wanted. And rather than risk being wrong, we just didn't do anything. That was sort of the, the general gist. So the next, the next day, uh, I told a story of, it was a, a Cadillac commercial and the valet drives up this red Cadillac CTS and out comes, I, I don't know who it was. I keep saying it was Heidi Klum, you know, with those big, long, beautiful model legs. And she's in a little black dress and her hair is flowing behind her. And I thought, I want to be Heidi Klum and I want that car, <laughs> right? They were legitimately marketing to the middle-aged woman who wanted to feel sexy again. And the tagline was, when you turn on your car, does it return the favor? And so I said, okay, I want everybody to go home tonight and take a picture of a red Cadillac CTS. So they all wrote down red Cadillac CTS. The next day, when everybody came back, almost everyone had a picture of a car. There were red cars that weren't CTSs or Cadillacs. There were Cadillacs that were neither CTSs nor red. There were CTSs that were white, right? Like they all, they all glommed onto one of those three things and brought me something. A couple people actually happened across a red Cadillac CTS. So they started to get the point that being specific would, would help people figure, find people for them, figure out how to find people for them. But then this gets like really esoteric, okay? And it, we get, start getting into the law of attraction and manifestation and the whole woo-woo space. Uh, let's see, it was three years ago, I get a call from an auto wholesaler that I don't even know. Don't even know the guy. He says, hi, are you Virginia? I said, yes. He said, this is Chuck. I said, hi, Chuck. And he said, I found your car. I said, what car? <laughs> he said, the red Cadillac CTS. It's a perfect, it's perfect. It's exactly the, the number of years old you want. It's got low mileage. It was owned by this little old lady, whatever, whatever. And I, and I got it. And I said, I'm not in the market for a car. And he said, are you kidding me? The entire city is talking about how you want a red Cadillac CTS. And I found it. So... I think if you're specific, well, and then I wasn't going to buy the car. And then my husband said, yes, you're buying the car. Like you've been talking, my husband, you've been talking about it for five years. You need to buy that car. <laughs> so we ended up buying it. I drive a red Cadillac CTS now, but it was an illustration of a point. And now I drive one. So what does that tell you? It totally works. In my mastermind group, I'm specifically putting together people from different skill sets. I've been ha having so much success when I say I'm specifically looking for someone who does video who's in business three to four years, looking for a business coach and wants more consistent sales. And I've had people left and right say, oh, do you know so-and-so or so-and-so? And then I said, okay, now I want a copywriter. Now I want a web developer. And it's amazing how quickly all these positions are just manifesting. So mm -hmm. you're right, Virginia specific totally works. So get to know people first as people. If you like them as people, then you can ask for their help. And there's a guy named Jason Gaynard. He wrote a book called Mastermind Dinners. And he talks about the uncommon commonality. And you and I, before we got on, 
found that uncommon commonality in that you used to be in St. Louis. We both went to Wash U. So that frames the whole conversation. It makes us more intimate from the get-go because you told me where you lived and I knew exactly where that was. And right. So when you're, when you're in those conversations, when you can find that uncommon commonality, business becomes possible. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. One of my podcast guests, she was, I'm almost on my 200th episode. I've been Good for you. Lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm going to keep going or not because 200 is a lot. So there's a lot of content out there. This lady told me whenever somebody sends her a referral that leads to business, spend money to reward them. So she got home one day and there was a huge bouquet of flowers from somebody who she referred and she got, she was so excited. I always send a handwritten note. Sometimes it's got a gift card in it. What do you recommend on a reward system? I take people on trips. That's cool. Yeah. So I, back in the, oh gosh, it was about maybe five years ago. The really, some of the really big ones, I had two referral partners. One brought me $25,000 in business over the course of a year. One brought me 22 and I flew them to Sonoma to a conference, a referral marketing conference. And so we went to Sonoma and we went to Napa and they got to meet all my friends at this conference and they got to hang out at the pool and enjoy California. So I think Spending quality time is really good. That said, if you go to Gary Chapman's love languages, quote unquote, for business, right? Um, I say physical touch beware, you know, <laughs> like, like, okay, like that one is a little on the, on the extreme. But if someone, if you, if someone likes gifts, then gifting is really appropriate. If someone really enjoys quality time, then quality time is appropriate. Sometimes words of affirmation is enough. A really well-written, thoughtful card is great. So depending on what people enjoy, I think that can, that really is the, the crux of it. Another thing that I do is I, once a month, I host a mastermind dinner and I invite, a lot of times I just, I'm meeting people that I've never met before. They're referred to me like that. Oh man, you should meet Virginia, Virginia. You should meet Paul. And then I call Paul and I say, Nancy said that we have some uncommon commonalities and we talk and then they come to this dinner. So a lot of times a really good referral partner, I'll say, Hey, why don't you come and work with me and facilitate this dinner? I'd love to introduce you to these 10 people that I think could be really interesting for you. So, uh, that kind of, a that kind of having a system in place where you can do that. Sometimes I invite people onto my podcast to promote them. So it just, it depends on the person and it depends on what they like and how well, uh, how well I know them. A lot of times in that first interview with someone, I ask them, Hey, if I were to thank you with, with a gift, what, what would, what would you like? One friend of mine was like red shoes and any kind of, what'd you say? Any kind of, um, like salami. She likes like, you know, salami and all that kind of stuff. There's a word, we both speak Spanish. There's embutido is the word for it. And so she was like, you know, red shoes and embutidos. And I was like, okay, great. And one day I took her out to lunch and I gave her a pair of red shoes and I bought her, uh, like when she got to the table, there was a bowl of minis like minestrone Italian wedding soup stuff there that she really liked. So it's just kind of knowing people and knowing what they like. And sometimes you ask and sometimes you have to dig to find out. You have to ask their spouse, ask people that know them. Uh, I really want to reward this person. What can I do? So I do think that the handwritten note is classic. 
I used send out cards and my rep actually before I purchased from her and of course I purchased from her because she kept sending me cards but when I speak I happen to speak at her group or she was in the audience she took a picture of me speaking which is classic because I didn't have a lot of pictures of me speaking and then of course her picture was on the inside send out cards rock it really yeah. does as long as but you know Nancy as long as you put some thought into the card Right. So if, if you're just going to upload kind of a random like thank you, it, I don't know that they're as effective, but to build intimacy and relationship, you really want to put some work into designing the card. Um, do you know who Jordan Adler is? The guy who wrote Beach, Beach Money? He's the number. Sounds like, a, sounds like a fun book. It's great. So he's the number one send out cards distributor in the world. He has over 500,000 people in his downline. And I had him on my podcast and he was really funny because at the end I said, now Jordan, I know you're, I know you're hankering to send me a bunch of those brownies, but I'm gluten free. So just don't do it. Just don't do it. Right. Brownies are Uh, so good. They are, but I can't eat them because they make my tummy hurt. So found out that he um, really liked coffee and I noticed on his website that he, he does Kiva loans and I support a charity that also uh, is working to eradicate third world poverty. And so I sent him this coffee that we promote in this charity called 10 by three that I work with and a little card and some little information. And he sent me back figuring out after we had had this, this love language thing, he um, sent me back a picture and the card, it's really interesting. He had taken a picture of the gift and it, he turned it into like, it looked like it was a piece of art in an art gallery. And there was a picture of him with his sort of like his back to me looking at the art. It was weird the way he set it up. It was very artistic. So it was like him looking at the gift and the gift was a piece of art. And then when he, when I opened it up, there's a picture of him in his helicopter and he said hey next time you come to vegas let's hop in the helicopter and go for a ride well i'm a words of affirmation and a quality time gal and he figured you know he figured that out and so it was such a beautiful it was the perfect beautiful exchange because it was this deep recognition that in that 30 40 minutes that we had been on that podcast we had really connected and we had really understood and heard one another i loved it it was so perfect it was just it was the one of those perfect moments when everybody hit the nail, you know? That's awesome. He's, he must be, well, now I can see why he's the number one distributor. He knows how to read people and actually, and actually reward them and recognize them and make them feel awesome. What's his yeah. name again? Jordan Adler, A-D-L-E-R. He wrote Beach Money, and in, in March, he just put out Better Than Beach Money, so his second book. Really nice guy, very humble, just the sweetest, sweetest guy on the planet. Um, and um, if you can hear his, his uh, interview, it's uh, Passion, Purpose, Impact, and I don't know which episode it is, but if you put, um, I think it's Networking Like a Boss is, his, uh, is, is the episode. Uh, and he tells some great stories, just really great wisdom. I kind of felt like I was having a personal coaching conversation with him. It was great. <laughs> That's so. great. Let me back up to the dinners you talked about. Do you yes. do that? Do you go to the same restaurant once a month on the same date so it's easy for you to invite people or how does that work? Yes. Uh, I, I, there's a really nice Italian restaurant in Creefcore called Il del Lago. And, um, if you know where it is, it's in city place. So we go there and I have a room there and I purchase a few flatbreads and some antipasti 
and they make these really killer meatballs. So I always order a bowl of meatballs and we have a one drink maximum so they can have one alcoholic drink at the beginning of the, of the evening. And then there's water on the tables. And I tell them, listen, you guys are welcome to stand around after this and drink all you want. But right now we're all going to stay sober. So we don't make idiots of ourselves because we don't all know each other, right? There's no intimacy in the room yet. And I would prefer that we just you know, one sort of one beer, one glass of wine, whatever. And uh, each participant has three minutes to answer four questions that they have, they've prepared. So I have a worksheet that they fill out before they come and they, they present who they are, what's their business, what's their number one uh, favorite product or service that they deliver. What are they super excited about creating in the next 12 months in their business and in their life and what support, do they need? What kind of help and support do they need? And so I've only had one person that does, that didn't answer the questions and just tried to like sell the room. So that was a little awkward, but for the most part, had about a hundred people go through them in my world so far. And it's been, it's been wonderful. Um, and we go to the same restaurant. We, it's about three and a half hours. We go to from four to seven 30, typically it's on the third Tuesday of the month, uh, unless I have a conflict and then I might move it if I have a, if I'm traveling or we've got a BNI something going on and it's terrific. It's been such a great way for me to expand my network. And the, the other thing that's really interesting about it is you're curating the quality of the people that are coming to you. So you, I'm looking for enterprise level service providers in marketing and business support. So I'm looking for people that are serving seven figure businesses. And that has been really exciting for me because I am meeting people that are sort of outside my network. So I, I found kind of a gap in my network and a gap in the people that I knew and that I wanted in my world and created this to bring those people and entice those people. And being someone who services a seven or eight figure size business is an uncommon commonality. So the other people in the room are like, oh man, I, you know, that's my niche, five to 15 million. That's my niche, five to 15 million. So you're putting people that are all kind of in different industries that are all kind of looking for the same thing and they've never met. And the next thing you know, I got a call the other day um, from somebody thanking me because they had landed a, a $75,000 deal oh, that's out, awesome. of, out of that dinner. There is, I agree with you. There is a gap because the people under a certain amount are all out networking. The people over are networking someplace else. And the people in the middle are kind of busy in their business, but they still need networking. So that's great. I love that idea. So you don't invite everybody to the dinner. No. And I screen people. So what I ask for at the end of the dinner is I say, listen, I'm going to do this again on such and such a date. And if there is someone that you would like to recommend for this, just write their name down on the back of your business card and slide it over to me and I'll give them a call. I'll tell, I'll give you a call. You can tell me why you think they'd be great. Then I'll call them and I'll make you look good. Right. Hi, Nancy. Right. Um, Lewis, Lewis was at a dinner and I were at a dinner together the other night and he just raved about you and he said, you were really talented. You've got over 200 podcast episodes. Wow. I mean, I'm like 40 and I'm 
I'm wondering how I'm ever going to get to 41, you know? <laughs> so, right. So now, now I'm, I'm, when I talk to this other person, what I'm going to find out is what, what do you and I have in common? What are some of our uncommon commonalities? I'm going to bring those up. We're instantly going to create some intimacy based on that. And then if I like you, I'm going to say, well, Hey, I'd love for you to come to this, the, this same dinner that, that Lewis came to, here's what it's about, here's what we do. Does that sound like something that would support and serve you? And nine times out of 10, people say, absolutely, oh my gosh. When they leave, I have consistently heard, this was by far the best networking opportunity I have ever had in my entire life. And it's because so much intimacy is created and so much sharing happens and so much support happens in the room and it's curated. So I know that the people in the room are all going to have something to give. That is amazing. Congratulations on putting that system together. That is really, really cool. I have so many more questions for you, but we're running out of time. So I want to ask you the signature question everybody gets on this podcast. Are you ready, Virginia? I'm sitting down. Shoot. All right. We love giving people back extra time in their day to do what they love. So if you had one more hour in your day, 25 hours every day, what would you do with that extra hour? What would I do with an extra? Okay. So the non-productivity answer is I would love on my grandbaby. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now, if you want a productivity answer, I would love on my grandbaby because he makes me happy and it gives he energizes me. And in terms of business, I would host some sort of a referral roundtable. I would bring people together and I would I would connect them and spend that time creating intimacy and influence so that I could help others have a larger impact in the community. Both of those answers are fantastic. I like them. And I'm, my mind's already churning about this referral roundtable dinner concept in Denver and who I would invite mm -hmm. and connect. Because some people are naturally connectors and some people aren't so much. Do you run into that as well? I, I, I believe that some people are extroverted and other people are introverted, but all people need connection, crave connection, and are capable of creating it. It's just a matter of strategy. And for as outgoing as I am, I'm also quite introverted. So I'm an outgoing introvert, just meaning that uh, I like to be in control. I like to curate my experiences. I like to kind of have control of when they start and when they stop. And uh, I, I'm not a fan of big rooms of people playing business card roulette or poker or whatever that is that they do. So I, I think everyone can learn to be a connector and it's just a matter of strategy. So I will tell you um, the book that you want to read on this mastermind dinner thing is Jason Gaynard, G-A-I-G-N-A-R-D, Mastermind Dinners. And if you are an introvert, but you want to network, there is a great book calling called Networking for People Who Hate Networking by a woman named Devorah Zak, D-E-V-O-R-A-Z-A-K, Devorah Zak. Um, and Networking for People Who Hate Networking. It's great. It's all about how to become an outgoing introvert, how to guard your time, guard your energy, and create opportunities for meaningful connection. Because 
introverts love to be connected to. They just prefer to do it in a more intimate, less frenetic manner than an extrovert. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Wow, this podcast is just packed with lots and lots of great tips. Virginia, for people who would like to work more closely with you or connect with you, how can they do that? I would love it if you all would go to www.masterconnectorsplural.com forward slash follow up. One of the biggest mistakes we make when we're out networking and connecting is we don't have a system for staying in touch with people and helping them feel significant in our lives. This is my guaranteed three-step process for creating intimacy, creating relationship, and helping you follow up. So it's the process that I use to follow up, documented in a little white paper. And the other thing you can do is go to iTunes and check me out on iTunes. The, the uh, podcast is Passion, Purpose, Impact. And we are on our 40th-ish episodes. We are downloaded in 33 countries and super excited. And season two is going to be all about building your business by referral and living your life by design. That's awesome. Why don't you give the URL one more time for the free gift? Masterconnectors.com forward slash follow-up. Perfect. I will make sure I get that in the show notes. Virginia, is there anything else that you want to add that I didn't even think to ask you? Follow me on Twitter, at The Referral Diva. <laughs> you never know what I'm going to put out there. That's kind of where I throw out like my crazy stuff. So I was all, I was all really reserved and, and oh so pro uh, on this one. Um, and I'm uh, a little bit sassy and snarky too. So if you, if you kind of want to see the sassier side, check me out on Twitter, at The Referral Diva. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. Lots of great stuff. Jam-packed episode. I can't wait to listen to it one more time. Listeners, I am looking for newer business owners interested in accelerating their business in just one year. The next Turbo Ascent Group coaching program is forming right now. It's a combination of coaching, one-on-one coaching, training, accountability, peer advisory, mastermind, think tank, and so much more all in one program. Go to nancygaines.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you love this show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.